0: Doody little buckaroo. to you like animals? We sure do. So come on down to the weekly meeting of the Animal Fan Club.
1: Cuckoo, cuckoo.
0: The cuckoo clock is proclaiming that it's creature o'clock. So ring that buzzer, it sounds like a lion roar. roar. And open the door to join us for the second meeting of the Animal Fan Club.
1: I'm seagull wrangler Meredith,
0: and I'm panda enthusiast Mike,
1: and we meet every week at our clubhouse we like to call the Dalmatian Station (laughs) to talk about our favorite animals.
0: What we lack in expertise, we make up for in unbridled enthusiasm and childlike wonder. Wow! So saddle up that miniature horse and hold on tight for the furriest, fin-filled, and feathered podcast in all of the kingdom, Animalia. Well, hello Meredith and thank you for wrangling the seagulls today. They were unruly.
1: As always, right? There's not a there's really not a good day when it comes to seagulls.
0: Did they have seagulls in Cincinnati when you were growing up?
1: You know, always just hanging out in a random parking lot.
0: Really? They were that far south?
1: Oh yeah, and and also when I lived in Nashville too, oh. you would just see them in a parking lot. And I feel like that's even like weirder because that's just deeper into the Belly of our great nation.
0: It sure is. Well, they say that the seagulls like the parking lots because <laughs> they look like they look like bodies of water from the air, <gasps> so they land because they're like, oh, here's this giant blue gray thing. Um, Can you imagine their garbage <laughs> rimmed around the outside <laughs> of it? Yeah, well, it always cracked me up because like, um, like uh, you know, we grew up like right like close to um, Lake Erie, right? In Northern Ohio is where I'm from. And um, there was a this shopping center that was like two miles south of the lake, like the big yeah. lake. And there were already so, there was so many seagulls. It was like a Kmart parking lot, you know. <laughs> it's where the Joanne Fabrics was. That's why I went there a lot Yes, with my mom. Gosh, so. darn
1: it. We share that background. I was going yeah. to a lot of Joanne Fabrics. Oh, yeah. I was just lamenting over the weekend at the lack of sewing supplies at Michael's. I was like, where the fuck is the goddamn Joanne Fabrics in Manhattan. Well, they don't well, there's exist. There's the
0: whole garment district though. Like, you know, it's the I, that's what we do that's what we do when my mom comes and visits. We just go, go and she there. just touches fabric. <gasps> yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, we should get our moms to come to New York at the same time and then they can just talk about like sewing life <laughs> together. That would be great. They can go touch fabrics together. Yeah, <laughs> be totally. so cute. Yeah,
0: hi mom. <laughs> hi mom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the cursing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm not you've heard me say worse <laughs> true true
1: well should we get should we get to the task at hand
0: i think we should just jump right into it it's my is it it is my turn to go first yes, i know i don't have to ask i'm very excited deck yeah well i hope you're ready for a fun animal adventure i cannot wait all right what i okay <laughs> we should do the cheer
1: let's do it
0: ready okay, okay.
1: Texana, you. Texana, we. Texana, who?
0: Texana, me. Kingdom. Animalia. That meets all animals. Phylum. Chordata. Spines are super cool. Class. Mammalia. Mammals are cuties. Order. Artiodactyla. <laughs> Even-toed ungulates. <laughs> Family. Tragulidae. Tiny deer. Genus. Moshiola. Spotted chevrotain. Species. Indica the indian spotted chevrotain
1: I have never heard of this animal I cannot wait
0: Well it's okay the indian spotted chevrotain it <laughs> I mean it obviously it's most of in mostly in the subcontinent of India okay Okay so generally chevrotains are the smallest hoofed mammals in the world Oh so they look like tiny deer and they're called mouse deer which is different than deer mouse the deer mouse is a mouse mouse that hangs out with deer right or whatever but (laughs) that that's cute
1: (laughs) animal partners yeah
0: they're animal buddies they're new segment idea (laughs) right (laughs) creature pals yes um so this is a it's just hard to remember the deer mouse is a mouse but the mouse deer is a deer but it's not a true deer it's a chevrotain and the terms have been interchangeable, but they're trying to make a little bit more of a distinction. So we're not going to call our indica a mouse deer. We're going to call it a chevretain
1: Okay. I think I follow deer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. So these, these little buggers are cute. Um, they are, uh, their body length is about 23 inches, which is an inch longer than the maximum Swamp Rabbit size. Again, we're in like bass drum territory for like a big beefy rock and roll bass drum.
1: Extra large pizza.
0: Yes. Tail length is approximately one inch, which we've agreed is (laughs) nubbin status. Yes. And it weighs about seven pounds, which is like good for a lap dog, you know?
1: Yeah. These are tiny little guys.
0: Well, I did say that it was the smallest hoofed mammal in the world. Although the Indian spotted chevrotain is not quite that. It's the I mean, it's like a medium-sized one. It weighs seven pounds. They the Asian species of these, you know, this this family, the Tragulidae's. <laughs> <laughs> you're, a, you're my little
1: Trigula Day.
0: The Trigula Day family. It's, they have the best Christmas card every year. They're just these tiny little deer. They dress Aww. up like dancer and prancer and um, little hoove
1: mittens.
0: Yeah, hoove mittens. <laughs> um so their legs are short and thin they're not like super agile but they just can you know kind of like get through the brush right chevrotain is a french word so am i saying it right
1: chevrotain yeah it sounds right it does sound french for (laughs) sure
0: great people say that to me all the time (laughs) um but it's a french word that means little goat um oh yeah chevro
1: is like goat cheese Chevroletain. I don't know about like tain is a diminutive in French, but I'm also not a French expert by any means. But it checks out so far as my limited knowledge. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: No, that's it's nice to um, <laughs> I don't I mean thank you. You're, for your French contribution. We oui. <laughs> Um so more on them not being true deers, this is again more about the like kind of family you know mm-hmm. that's really what we're focusing on here the 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 indica's kind of a way to get into the larger family of creatures, gotcha, so as I said earlier, they are not true deers in insofar as they lack antlers and horns, but in lieu of that, both sexes have elongated canine teeth.
1: Oh my god! Wait, so they they they, they can't. There are these tiny little deers that have little buck teeth, like little like
0: like rah, like little like, vampire like, teeth. Yeah, like fangs. Do they? I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Do
1: not
0: have any for sorry? <laughs> I hope they eat sedges they well they're kind of like foragers they're browsers okay found out found out that's uh it's an herbivore that eats parts of plants including high growing shrubs and trees and there's these water chevrotins, because they well okay first we have to talk about rumination we have to ruminate on rumination because they're ruminators um It's kind of like being the Terminator, but they're not robots. And instead, they eat grass and then they throw it back up again. And then they eat it again and they throw it back up again. So they have four stomachs.
1: (laughs) One for each stage of barf? Like, what?
0: The fourth one is the one for all the regurgitated grass product. Okay, And I kept reading that the third one was underdeveloped and then I tried to read about the third one, but I just got really confused. I just know that it's this complex series of stomachs and that one of the super fun things about ruminators is that their breath smells like rotting grass because they're just like partially digesting grass and then puking it back up again and then eating it and puking back up again. So they like have real stinky, rotty grass Ooh. breath.
1: So I'm assuming <laughs> those... um those sharp little vampire teeth that they have, that's for probably the initial cut of the grass. Like as they're going through their browsing, they got to like cut the grass somehow. So maybe they use those little sharp teeth.
0: It seems like it's mostly for like displays of like aggression and dominance and stuff. That seems to be my like concept of their canines. Okay. Cause it, it did seem like they were pretty herbivorous, you know? Yeah. Um, except for the water ones like, sometimes eat, like, fish and stuff. Yeah. But um, they're also a very old species. It kept talking about how much they're, like, pigs. They have four toes on each foot. Ungulates. okay, the even-toed undulates, the Arteodactylia. So the okay. concept is, is if you hold out your hand in front of you, okay, and right. make, like, a Spock hand.
1: Oh, I'm so on it. This is what Anthony and I do to represent talons.
0: Well, for birds, it also works for the undulates. I so love like, it. Because they kind of like walk up on their, their toes, yeah. right? It's like they use their third or their fourth finger. The even-toed undulates use their third and their fourth finger, and that's what they balance on. Okay. And then you can use your like first and... Okay. The thumb is one. The pointer finger is two. The middle finger is three. The ring finger is four, and the pinky is five. Right. We're not calling the thumb... Polgar or any of that nonsense. Do you know about this? No. Guitarists, man, they got oh. their, they have their own thing. Whatever. So like, okay, so you put it up on your third and your fourth finger, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of like reinforce that with your like, you know, your second and your fourth finger and then your thumb can just kind of like dangle or whatever. Right. So an even-toed ungulate has two little nobbins that they walk on, but you see how that's like two nobbins but four fingers, okay? Right, sure. So that's the cheverton life. Okay. And and the pig life, okay? Right. But I I don't know. I guess the deer life's only two. I don't really know about that. And then there's just like odd toed undulates who like stand up on like one. They're just on like their middle finger. Oh. And I don't have an example of that. But the artiodactylia, it's like all the animals that we know and love. Like horses, zebras, any of the hoofed animals, goats, pigs, cattle, everything that we eat or milk. And also cetaceans. What? Yes.
1: What's a cetacean?
0: It's like <laughs> a whale or a dolphin or whatever.
1: Oh, I was thinking crustacean, which is way different. But again,
0: it's for another episode. Well, yeah, and the sheffertons are interesting because they some of them like really like water. Okay. And they like spend all their time in the water,
1: splish splashing around.
0: They're splish splashing. There, yeah, it's. What is it? Splish splash taking a bath, like all against the. I don't know. I don't all know. Oh, on a
1: Saturday night.
0: Oh, sure. Something about Saturday night. Yeah. Okay. So these cute little baby Shevertons, they <laughs> like to spend all this time in water, and some of them will like go underwater for a while. And so that is like, you know, kind of giving a little bit of anecdotal weight to this theory that. Whales and cetaceans, et cetera, evolved from deer-like animals who were particularly fond of the water.
1: Whoa. That's interesting because, I mean, I don't know how this would necessarily link, but I remember this from my favorite show growing up, which is part of the inspiration, I think, for this podcast, which is Kratz Creatures, which oh, was sure. on PBS um, probably in like the mid-90s, I'd say. But they did this really interesting thing where they were linking this thing called a, um, I think it's called a hyrax. It's like this little like African Saharan rodent thing. But it's actually related to the elephant, which is also related to the manatee. Because if you think about manatees, they have like, like on their fins, there's like these vestigial things that look very similar to like the elephant feet. Oh, so I don't, that probably doesn't link, but that's still a similar like odd, this thing that's so sea creature oriented, right? but also a mammal could be related potentially to such a land, like a huge land mammal.
0: Right. It's just yeah.
1: like evolution is nuts.
0: Evolution's a little wackadoo. And yeah. like, it's kind of fun that like, you know, how far back do you have to go before you find the link between, you know, the big old... Blue whale, the largest of the mammals, and then the tiny little Shefferton, the smallest of the deers, even though it's not really a true deer.
1: What a lovely thought.
0: Isn't it, though?
1: It is.
0: I mean, that's, I think, the best information that I have about the Shefferton. I think. Oh, I
1: love it. Concise, clear. We learned so many things.
0: I think we learned a lot. And um, I, you know, I'm happy to have Shared some Sheverton info.
1: Yeah. So, if there's like one creature takeaway here, a doggy bag, if you will, (laughs) takeaway from this podcast. What do
0: that the Tragulidae are tiny little adorable deers and include the smallest deer, and that the Moshiola indica, the Indian spotted Sheverton, though the dankest of the Shevertons, (laughs) is in fact not the smallest.
1: Wow. I love it. That was fantabulous.
0: Thank you. Dear. No. No, you, dear. (laughs) Oh, dear. Oh, dear. All right. Well, let's take our first break. Are you sick of constant prank calls from those damn monkeys?
1: Are you ever woken from a dead sleep by the harsh ring of the telephone and thinking it's your grandma in peril, you answer it frantically only to hear the mocking, whoop, 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 whoop. That piece of shit howler monkey?
0: Well, we have news for you. Those dumbass monkeys hijinks are over with the new monkey mayhem prevention hat.
1: Available in sizes P head through 10 gallon.
0: This revolutionary headwear is specifically designed to block the monkey bullshit through a patented process of primate filtration. Just place the hat on your head and watch as no monkey business can pass through its tightly woven fibers.
1: Now you can rest easy, until that day when your grandma really is in peril, knowing you'll never hear the brain-piercing screech of that stupid chimpanzee ever
0: again. Unless you take the hat off. Verse. Couplet. Stanza. Haiku. Here are some. Animal. Home. For. You. Cool. cool.
1: This is a poem called Sharon. Sharon was a sad, fat Gila monster. How could the good Lord, creator of majestic creatures, the lion for one, the blue whale for two, the turkey for three, saddle the earth with such a shame? And as if the weight of the world wasn't enough, Sharon came, saddled with her own crown of thorns, a tiny pink cowboy hat sitting jaunty over her eye. Her only good eye, in fact, Sharon, sad and fat, had never half seen the vet. Her owner, Tammy, spent that money on jumbo packs of crickets, flies, and tiny pink hats.
0: This piece is entitled, All Hail the Cockroach Overlord. It is said that God is in the details. Ejecta is quotidian in our mighty kingdom animalia, a mere detail. Many people, even more details, an abundance of refuse. But what of the cockroach, thriving in our filthy details? Is not the modern cockroach God in the details? Is not the modern cockroach created by Homo sapiens? Evolving in response to our rapid technological advances? In the details. Is not God created by Homo sapiens? In the details. Do snakes write sonnets?
1: Quail's quatrains?
0: We hope you found solace.
1: In our refrains.
0: Taxana you. Taxana we. Taxana who?
1: Taxana me. Kingdom. Animalia. That's an animal. Phylum. Chordata. They got a spine. Class. Chondrichthyes. cartilaginous fishes. Order. Myliobata forms. They're related to sharks. Family. Your lofi day. It's a ray. Genus. Spinolophus. It's a ray.
0: Species.
1: Spinolophus armatus. That's a new Ireland stingery. What?
0: <laughs> the New Ireland Stingray?
1: Yeah, but in all the literature I found it's spelled sting. And then A-R-E-E, which is probably like some sort. It's probably like stingray or something. But I like that it sounds like some folksy way a grandpa would pronounce stingray. Like, oh, Earl, he got he got venomed by stingaree.
0: A stingaree, <laughs>
1: Like a stingaree, Like a dungaree. Sure. So I don't really know what the deal is with stingery I've never seen that before but it's a stingray it's a stingray it's the north ire or the new ireland stinger <laughs>
0: is it like is it near old ireland
1: no so this is actually it's an interesting species in that i feel like i'm always picking these species that may or may not even be with us anymore so this is a very specific breed species of stingray and it's there's only been one specimen found. And so I didn't know this. Geography lesson alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know there was a New
0: Ireland. That's an earthquake. It's a technology. <laughs> 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 Geography. Geography alert.
1: Um, New Ireland, I didn't even know. I, I I mean, as far as I know, Ireland isn't known for their colonizing efforts. <laughs> but um, fair. This is a, it's an, part of the Bismarck archipelago in um, the collection of islands that's composed of Papua New Guinea, that constitutes Papua
0: New Guinea. Oh, sure. So
1: we're talking Pacific Ocean yeah. business. Some PNG. PNG, yeah, as us in the coffee biz <laughs> <laughs> yeah. refer to it, the old PNG. The old
0: PNG. So this
1: is actually a whole species that's been determined. It's given this name, Spinolophus armatus. So the armatist being Latin for armor. Okay. Uh, looking at this thing, I don't really know
0: what the armor is. but It's got a spiny armor. Maybe. There's only spines on the tail, but we'll get to that. I think of a stingray as being, rele- well, a stingray. A stingray. <laughs> a stingray as being like relatively supple. That's what like, right, because I've know. touched
1: one in an aquarium once. It was like in this little tank and he would just kind of circle as if he knew what his job was, letting all the kids like, Feel him up. He's
0: like, I'm here for the children. <laughs> I'm here for the children.
1: <laughs> okay, so based on a single species that was found up in the New Ireland area mm-hmm. in 1822. So I just didn't know like species would be taken seriously like in this way that, you know, it could be cataloged and everything and only based on one that they've ever found. And there's a whole Wikipedia page about it, which means that somebody out there is a bit of an enthusiast enough to make a page for this, which is a whole other conversation. Like, who is making these super specific Wikipedia pages right, about the these animals? Pages.
0: Well, I do have to say that, you know, our, my primary resource for most of this has been Wikipedia. Yeah, give I'm credit. I'm not this ashamed here. to admit that, although I have ended up on some fun, like yeah. like, an Indian, like a you know some sort of science and the subcontinent website you know that yeah was definitely set up to be like more of a database than it was maybe like but there was some usable information in there
1: yeah for sure it's been yeah mostly
0: wikipedia
1: an interesting journey with animal fan club through like the animal fans out there that care (laughs) enough to make these websites it's really kind of cool and inspiring um so Anyway, I'm going to describe the appearance of this and Mike, I'm going to hand you a paper and a pen to uh-huh. see if based on this description, I want to see what you come up with. I know this is a podcast, an aural art And we're talking visual here, but I just kind of am curious as to what, because this description is just so funny. I will
0: say this pen is from a tax accountant, and I have several of these pens at home. Yes. I use this (laughs) tax accountant, so thanks.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. It should feel very familiar. It does. I have several of these. (laughs) Okay, so as far as the New Ireland Stingray goes. Oh, it's also known as the Black Spotted Stingray, so there's that as well. Maybe that can help in your
0: illustration. Is it black with spots or is brown it with
1: dark spots?
0: Brown with black spots. Okay.
1: Yes. Yes. On the top surface. Okay. So we've got an oval pectoral fin disc.
0: <laughs> cool. Okay. What were we saying? The pectorals. Well, the pectorals are the flappy front flaps. Cause I did, I did look at a fish diagram. I did. Okay. I
1: looked at many a fish diagram. Um,
0: I'm going to draw... This is going to...
1: So, you can you can revert to, you know, kind of what you know Stingray is to look like. So, oval pectoral fin disc.
0: I'm doing, like, a Stingray outline.
1: Perfect. Okay. Next,
0: okay. we've got... So, this is the oval pectoral fin disc.
1: Yes. Next, we have some tiny eyes. Okay. So, we can imagine they probably don't have, like, the best eyesight. Sure. Next, we have... And this one is my favorite. We have a rectangular... Curtain of skin between the nostrils, also known as the nasal curtain.
0: <laughs> yeah, the nose curtain. Okay, hang on.
1: Which like, is kind of funny if you think about it. For humans, it just seems like something from like Looney Tunes, just having like a theatrical curtain in front of your nostrils, yes. as if to hide the scenes behind.
0: Okay, all right. I've drawn my nose curtain.
1: Perfect. Now we have a leaf shaped caudal fin and so a caudal fin is essentially the butt fin so you can think about a shark so you know how a shark's body kind of tapers off to the tail yeah and then there's the fin at the end the fin at the end is the caudal fin
0: like between the dorsal the big fin on the back is the dorsal fin right and then it's between that and the tail is the no, the fin. tail,
1: at the very tip of the tail, oh. in the way it splays out, that is the caudal fin. So oh. It's like the tail fin, okay. essentially. Okay, so
0: it's got a tail shaped like a leaf.
1: Yeah. Because mm. we'll get back to this. So these guys, as I said in the taxonomy chair, they are, um, as all malabatiforms are, they are related to sharks. Oh. Because they are in the class of chondrichthys, which are cartilaginous fishes.
0: Shark cartilage is like something that you can buy in a yeah. store. I
1: think is it um like a some sort of like, yeah remedy? it's like an herbal
0: su- well it's not herbal because it's charcoal it's a charcoal <laughs> it's, a charcoal. it's a charcoal it's a charcoal supplement <laughs> yeah I don't know it's something about joints
1: yeah probably we do not endorse endangered species supplement yeah. farming on animal fan club seriously just to put that out there um it's very serious Uh so. Interestingly enough, we'll get back to this drawing, but I just want to talk about cartilaginous fishes. So they've got, it's a lot of symmetry going on. So these are the criteria for cartilaginous fishes. So this is going to apply to like sharks and rays and skates and other fishes like this. Uh Okay. So we've got paired fins. Okay. And I did learn um, coming off of last week's episode that ventral fins are a thing. They are. Yeah. Those are like the little fins on fish that are like, they're between um, like the front fins. Those are the pectoral fins. The very front fins. If you think about a goldfish, they've got these like front fins, the little like arms, arm fins. And then you've got the caudal fin in the back. But then there might be some little fins towards the back. Those would be ventral fins. So they exist.
0: Strange, though, that they're like...
1: Fin sets.
0: Yeah. I guess it makes sense that they're where they are. They are on the ventral surface.
1: Right. So they're lower.
0: I do have to say when I started looking into like what's up with fins that (laughs) there were just a lot more than I realized there were. There's a
1: lot going on. And then there's like, oh, what was the one? It was anal fin. Anal. Yeah, the
0: anal fin. I remember that.
1: But it had another funny name. It was like anal posterior fins or something. Yeah,
0: I don't know. There's a lot of kinds of fins. (laughs) turns out the ocean is vast wow. you know and
1: yeah again i'm just my mind is blown with all the things that are were not in my animal fact file the animal subscription fact service i subscribed to when i was little it came with a binder it's amazing. Wait a
0: minute, with the tabs and everything? Yes, and, and it
1: came with a stuffed wolf when right, you subscribed. Right,
0: and there was no possible way to actually have all of the things. The concept was to have you subscribed forever. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I was into that, too.
1: I loved that thing. I got to bring that. I got to resurrect that out of my closet at home and bring that back and mine it for Animal Fan Club. <laughs> um, that
0: would be a good, that, yeah, that would be great. I wonder if I still have mine in my parents' attic somewhere. I bet you do. Probably. Of
1: course you had it. And, of course, here we are talking about caudal fins. It's
0: up there with the 17 bins of stuffed animals that I couldn't let go of.
1: Same. Oh, I've got stories. Upcoming segments. I bet. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So cartilaginous fishes. Paired fins. Paired nares. Nares
0: are... The hair removal system?
1: No. (laughs) (laughs) No wonder they're so sleek and smooth. No, paired nares are nostrils. So we, as Homo sapiens, have paired nairs.
0: <laughs> that's really funny because the first thing that I think of when I think of nair is um back when I was working I was working at the mm-hmm. and a customer came in and left, and one of the one of the baristas there was just like, I really don't like when she comes in. She just always smells like Nair.
1: Ew. Oh my God. (laughs) Which is a strong smell. It's like burning hair is the smell of Nair. What's
0: melting? Yeah. Yes. Chemically melted hair. (laughs) What a way to identify somebody.
1: We got to talk off mic (laughs) about
0: this. Oh, yeah. Like she smells like Nair.
1: Ooh. Oh, goodness. With the paired
0: Nairs. You noticed it with the paired Nairs.
1: Paired Nairs. Um, They also have scales. They also have hearts with chambers in their hearts, like a series of heart chambers, which just sounds like some sort of like sex den to me. Oh, but whatever. And then skeletons made of cartilage. So, I mean, if we're unclear on what cartilage feels like, it's kind of like non-bony part of your nose or your ear. That's not lobal, the non-lobal ear. And then they got jaws. These vertebrates got jaws. And then, so, yeah, all this applies to sharks down to stingarees.
0: I have a question about the ear. Is the lobal, non-lobal, <laughs> like what, what? Is I feel like the part that it, the lobe is like this, it's what you pierce, right? Right, typically. that's the
1: fleshy part. But the part up top, which people also pierce, like the harder
0: part. Like the the what, uh, Is it the Tragus? the Targus?
1: Yeah, the Tragus. Isn't that a backpack I brand? Think
0: it, targus is a backpack brand, I think. I think tragus is the anatomy of the ear. That's There's little... also like a helix and a super helix. I just. And we have these like vestigial ear flaps too. I don't know if you knew about that.
1: What is that? So,
0: you know, the little nubbin like right in front of your ear canal? It's a vestigial ear flap. We used to be able to close our ears in <laughs> co- like conceptually. You know, I, I don't yeah. know if this is, you know, I was told that once in a class when we were talking about the ear.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Oh, man, I would love to close off my ears sometimes. I
0: know. It would be great to have ear
1: flaps. (sighs) Well, maybe someone can manufacture some for
0: us. A girl can dream.
1: girl can dream. If only there are a way to plug up our ears. (sighs) Okay, but going back to our, I want to see your illustration. See what comes out. (laughs) I love that nasal curtain.
0: Yes, it's (laughs) a pretty solid (laughs) nasal curtain.
1: That's so cute. Ooh, yeah, we're gonna that stingery. This
0: is gonna go on the Instagram account.
1: Yeah, I love him.
0: How do you, her? How do you spell stingery? I think it's
1: s i t
0: n g s i t n g like sting or s t i n g
1: s t i n g. What uh, did I say?
0: You said s i t n g, and <laughs> I wrote <sitting>. it. So <laughs> we're just gonna stick with it. I'm sorry. No, it's great. sitting and then
1: gary. <laughs> so g a- A-R-E-E.
0: R-E-E. stingray. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, that's it. As far as, there are a lot of actually, a lot of stingrays in general are very endangered. This isn't one of them. This one is what a category I've never even heard of. It's called data deficient. They just don't know. There's not oh. enough data to determine like is it vulnerable? Is it endangered? Is it critically endangered? Is it Fine. I don't know. Data deficient is Data what deficient. I was told. Hmm. Yeah. One might ask, how long do these guys live? How long do they hang out? Yeah. We know they've got stingers. They sure do. What do they do with these stingers? So the lifespan of, I don't know about the Nor- or the New Ireland stingery specifically, but generally, rays, your lofi day, rays, they live about 15 to 25 years. So they get up there. Oh, yeah, yeah, they like they hang out for a long time. A vocab word that we can apply to gestation as far as stingrays go is they're aplacental viviparis.
0: A placental viviparous. Yes. Okay. So a placenta without placenta. Or
1: like, yeah, outside of a placenta, I guess. Like
0: Okay. Out of the like Out of the placenta. And then Viva what?
1: Viva Paris. Viva Paris. So something having to do with life, like Viv and and Paris. Paris. I don't know what Paris. Parisian.
0: Yes. Baguettes. So they live.
1: They live their youths in Paris because they're (laughs) fancy. Viva Paris. (laughs) No, so essentially this means that the embryos come from eggs. So they're not like mammals in that they give birth to live creatures, but they do give birth to live things because they hatch actually within the the mother.
0: Oh, so, okay. So the mommy has an egg and the egg's inside of her. And yes. rather than laying the egg and leaving it in a nest, she carries it around inside of her nest. Sure, sure. <laughs> good, good. And then the egg hatches in the nest. Yeah. And then out of, out swims the baby.
1: Right. But when they're in the nest, they're sustained by, I guess, the yolk. Of the egg. As
0: opposed to being sustained by a placenta.
1: Right. And then they're huh. sustained also by something called histotroph,
0: which is uterine milk. Ew. That's, I have complicated feelings about that. Uterine milk? Uterine milk.
1: Yeah, I don't love it either. I cringed as I wrote this. Um
0: Can I have a latte with uterine milk?
1: <laughs> no, you can't. It doesn't steam well. <laughs> <laughs> But I actually, as we were talking about this, I was thinking of um, seahorses because you know how they just shoot their babies like out of them. Yeah. Like, eject. Ejectile. Yeah. Wasn't it babies? like the
0: fathers carry around the babies? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they just like all hatch and it's just this like parade of babies. like Yeah. But shot out of their holes. Their seahorse storage solution.
1: It <laughs> says that hey, baby. Um, yeah. So that's that's how that works. But. And I think, also, amf- some amphibians have like a similar situation. I didn't look too far into it because, again, like the detail included on these pages about this stuff is overwhelming.
0: It is kind of there's so much information. It is kind of hard to. It's like.
1: hard to fish through it, you
0: know. Yeah, I do.
1: <laughs> you know, um. So as far as thinking about famous stingrays in history what's the thing that comes to mind
0: the death of steve irwin and a stingray that stole his heart
1: it did it literally punctured punctured his heart and he bled out so he was i think filming something and he came up behind it wasn't a new ireland stingery but it was a short-tailed stingray which is another kind and it's also kind of in the pacific southern pacific region sure but essentially stingrays are very they're not aggressive they just kind of are south solitary and they are down to lounge they are not really out to like attack anybody unless they feel threatened so i think in when um erwin was filming this guy that he felt cornered and just barbed him over and over and over again with his tail and punctured a lung and then punctured his heart and he bled out Uh. Just awful. It's really, really awful. Um, and actually not really characteristic of these guys unless they feel super threatened. Um so R.I.P. Steve Irwin. Yeah. But scared for Steve Irwin. Let's hear it. God bless. So really, I think that's pretty much all I've got for these guys. Um, data deficient.
0: Data deficient. <laughs> all right. Well, let's take a break. Love it. Dry, bloodshot eyes are a very common occurrence in the camel community and is one of the many hazards of desert living.
1: That's right, Ben. Human eye drops are just too acidic for the delicate eye of most camels,
0: and horse eye drops too basic for the harsh desert dryness.
1: That's why we here at Animal Fan Club are excited to announce Sahydrate, the new camel eye drops from Brand Clubby.
0: It's a pH balanced, lithium-rich saline solution with salt from the Bolivian Sal de
1: Lithium always leaves me feeling fresh
0: <laughs> And you know, Sarah, I believe it was Matthew who wrote that it is easier to re-wet the eye of a camel than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven By
1: today it's the perfect gift for any of your family friends or relatives
0: and an important part of any desert sojourn Oh my God,
1: oh my God Mike, there has been a super cute super-hoofed cutie just clip-clopping all through my daydreams this week. Do you want to know who it is? Tell me more. It's Clark Clydesdale, only the cutest, kindest, studliest horse in the pasture. He's tall, brown, and has just the most beautiful, long, glistening hoof hair. Okay, okay, just, just listen to what he did. So I went up to him, and I asked him if he wanted a carrot, and even though he said nay... He totally didn't want to hurt my feelings, so he he ate it anyway. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you think this means he likes me?
0: I think he likes you. Oh, my God. (laughs) Meredith, I have such a crush on this super sexy, super bad boy who's just on the fringes and just comes and goes and just sneaks away and then reappears, and you don't even know. You don't even know where he is. Oh, my God. Tell me more. His name is Kelvin Coyote. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: He's nocturnal. He's corpuscular. He has rippling muscles that are just under this beautiful coat of brown gray fur, and it just glistens in the moonlight as he bounds across the pasture. Oh, my God, oh, my God. You're never going to guess what happened when I tried to talk to Calvin the other day. Oh, my gosh, what happened? He scampered away before I could get near to him. No. But I know that he's still interested because I always see him outside of my bedroom window every night. It looks like he's foraging for rabbits, but I think he's actually there to try and get my attention.
1: Clever ruse, Kelvin, but we know what you're doing.
0: I think he likes me. I
1: think he does, too.
0: Do you want to practice writing our new last names?
1: Yes.
0: Mike. Coyote.
1: Meredith. Quiet still. So that concludes this week's meeting of the Animal Fan Club.
0: Animal Fan Club is created and produced by us, Meredith Juergens and Mike Luno. We also create all our original music and sonic experiences. Follow us on Instagram at Animal Fan Club Pod.
1: Send us your listener feedback questions to AnimalFanClubPod at gmail.com.
0: We're both on Instagram at Meredith Juergens and at Mike underscore Luno.
1: And don't forget to rate and review our podcast on your favorite app. That really helps us out.
0: Thanks for listening to our show. We hope it makes your heart and spirit glow. We'll be here next week for another meeting of the Animal Fan. I